it just kind of had me thinking, well, how do I apply that in my life? How can I find a way to live gratitude as an expression to really be consistent with what I say I'm committed to for my clients, but also really embody it? Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and today's guest is fantastic. John Israel, aka Mr. Thank You, is on a mission to elevate the level of gratitude on the planet, inspiring 74 million thank you cards written all over the world. In October of 2016, John kicked it off by writing five thank you cards a day, every day, for a year. The mission transformed his life family, community, and businesses. His story has been featured on ABC News, Fox News, PopSugar, MarthaStewart.com, and Good Morning America. Professionally, John is a corporate gifting consultant where he helps companies and businesses retain clients and appreciate referral partners through high-quality gifts. John now speaks at businesses and organizational conferences where he shares his story and inspires people to make gratitude a habit in their lives. Most recently, John launched his book titled The Mr. Thank You Project, A Journey to Elevate the Level of Gratitude on the Planet, One Card at a Time. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dr. Richard. So this is an interview I've been looking forward to for a really long time because your story is so phenomenal. So what I like to do with my guests is I like to step back to where things were in their lives before the, the big thing that they're doing happens. So, you know, we're certainly going to spend a lot of time talking about your thank you project, but talk to us about where you were in your life prior to that happening and what made you decide to start doing this. Yeah, so uh, great question. My, by trade, by profession, I am a gratitude salesman. So what that specifically looks like is I'm in the corporate gifting world. So if companies or organizations want to, you know, appreciate their favorite clients or employees, you know, I'll, I'll come in and I'll speak to them and I'll help them, I'll consult and help them figure out what are the best types of gifts to give. And so essentially my world is about gratitude and that's just kind of what I did. What started this whole you know movement or decision to do what I did uh, with the Mr. Thank You Project just came out of an experience of, I was this gratitude salesman who wasn't very grateful. You know, I was someone who really shouted from the rooftops uh, to my clients how important it is to express appreciation and how to love on those that matter to you. Yet if I took a moment and I stepped back and looked at my life uh, and you asked 100 people who know John Israel, what do you know about him? He might say some nice things, but the word grateful or gratitude or appreciative wouldn't be any of those words. So I just really felt that was an inconsistency with my life uh, being in alignment with what I said my business was about. So that's kind of where I was. Um, you know, at the time, I lived in California with my wife and our. Uh, we only had one child at the time, uh, 
And my wife was about eight months pregnant with our now one and a half year old. His name is Roan. And uh, that's where we were. And I was just, I was at a stage where I really wanted to make some moves in my life. I wanted to grow my business. I wanted to just also in, enjoy my life and be happier. I was working a lot. You know, I'd become a sole provider for my family relatively quickly. Um, you know, during that time, my wife also left her job to become a stay at home mom. And, and I had a lot of pressure on myself to perform at a high level. So there's just a lot going on that I, I was very stressed about. And I, I was ready to uh, make some type of a change in my life. Your, your story's interesting in that, in the respect that. You were a gratitude salesman, as you said, who wasn't very grateful. And I and I get that you know you had a lot of life stressors and you wanted to make a change. But what was was there a particular moment where because because realizing that you're not very grateful, a lot of people go through life and they don't they don't come to that realization. Was there something that helped you actually dawn on that exact thing? Yeah, there there are two things that that uh, occurred that really stuck out. Uh, one was yeah, a talk by Simon Sinek, uh, his famous start with why Ted talk that he delivered several years ago. And inside of his talk, he was talking about, you know, how great leaders inspire action. And his concept was, you know, start with why, you know, people don't care what you do. They care why you're doing it. You know, and in business, what that looks like is people don't care what you sell. They, they care why you're selling it. So then I just had to stop and ask myself, well, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? And my true answer wasn't a very inspiring one because my real answer was survival. You know, I was just trying to make, make ends meet and get by. And for me, I thought, well, geez, if, if what Simon's saying is true and people don't buy what you're selling, they buy why you're selling it, then man, that's not an inspiring product or person to do business with. So I thought, okay, I, I need to shift that. So then I thought about, well, what is my business about? What do I want to be about? And I just thought gratitude, really, that is my world. My world is to help people say thank you. So it just kind of had me thinking, well, how do I apply that in my life? How can I find a way to live gratitude as an expression to really be consistent with what I say I'm committed to for my clients, but also really embody it? And I think that's what was a big distinction is in not having it just be a thing that I wrote in a journal like, oh, I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for that and, and just feeling more grateful. But I wanted to really live it as an expression in a more powerful way. So I started looking at, well, when have I seen the most, seen or experienced the most amount of gratitude in my life? And one was um, an experience I had back what, right out of college. I, I started taking personal development seminars. And one of the biggest lessons I learned at that time in my life, I was 23, was that in life, uh, or, or your experience of life has a variety of things, you know, good, bad. And th the best thing is to find the gift in the experience, no matter what it was. And so for me, I had a really challenging childhood growing up. Uh, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money and I just, I had to work for everything I had. When I went to college, I, you know, had to get a job just to be able to pay for, you know, rent and books and tuition and even having to pay rent when I came home. So I wasn't grateful for much as a kid because I felt I had to work harder than all of my friends in school. So it wasn't until that moment when I went through that seminar, when I asked myself, well, what is the gift in my life experience that I, that I saw, man, there's such a benefit to me by having had to go through this and having had to learn to become self-reliant as a 19-year-old, as a 20-year-old. And I suddenly became grateful for the things in my life. And in that experience, I decided to start telling people thank you. I called my parents and I thanked them for the first time in my life for everything they did for me. 
And then I called my coaches and my teachers and the people that had mentored me. And I told them, thank you for the impact that they had. And what was really powerful about that, Dr. Richard, was that number one, it felt amazing to express. But as soon as they started seeing the feedback and, and how it affected people by telling them directly how they impacted my life, it was like this experience of gratitude just really grew and grew. And I remember telling myself, it was like a seed planted way back when. I remember telling myself, if I could find a way to feel like this every day, I could die happy. I love that. That was really the seed that kind of planted this concept of, okay, gratitude is important. It's a value. And life just went on and I got busy and, and had kind of forgotten about it until, again, that Simon Sinek talk where I, I realized, you know, what's important is to express gratitude. And so I thought of, you know, when have I seen it expressed the most? And thank you cards were something that, you know, had been an important value in my family. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to make that my habit. I'm going to write thank you cards every single day for a year and make that my commitment to elevate my level of gratitude. So now we're in around October of 2016, and that's when you you started writing these cards. Correct. And so I know that in the beginning... You were writing these five business cards a day, and I know, or five thank you cards a day, rather. And I know that you were thanking the people in your circle. How did you determine who you were going to write these thank you notes for after you kind of went through your, your circle? Yeah, so, um, so to clarify for everyone, the, the mission was to write five thank you cards every single day for 365 days. And that was like a very specific commitment. And I'll, I'll explain the rules as well, because the rules help understanding who I wrote them to. So I had a couple of specific rules. Number one is all the cards had to be handwritten. Couldn't be an email, couldn't be a phone call, couldn't be a text message. And I, and I thought that was important because handwritten cards are so rare that I just saw that there was a lot of value in them. And then second, secondly is the card I had to write five before I went to bed, meaning that every day reset at zero. So I couldn't write 35 thank you cards on Sunday because that would get really annoying to my wife, I'm sure. So I wanted to make sure I did it as a habit every day. Uh, the third rule was that I could write a max of three cards per person. And this was important because I wanted to challenge my creativity and being able to find things and find people to appreciate. Because, you know, same thing. I, I'm, if I didn't have this rule in place, I might write 75 thank you cards to my wife or my mom or something like that. And they would kind of lose their luster. And then lastly, uh, I, I committed that if I, for any and every day that I missed, I would donate $1,000 to charity. Wow. And so those were really important because I wanted to stay highly accountable to actually following through every single day. So each day, so there, there's, how did I find out who to write them to? Number one is I just made a huge list. I knew there were people in my life I wanted to appreciate. People in my family, uh, again, old mentors, coaches, people that I wanted to thank, clients, employees. Um, all those were pretty standard. I had a big list there. But I also wanted to leave it relatively open-ended because I wanted every day to have to look... Because one of the challenges inside of this experience was to explore my capacity to experience and express gratitude. So with the challenge of having to experience gratitude, part of it, gratitude is being able to be present in the moment and notice the gifts in an experience or a challenge or just in an interaction with another human being. So it really requires a lot of presence in the moment. So that's, that was part of it. And then the second part was expressing it, challenge my ability to say thank you to somebody that I might otherwise be uncomfortable saying it to. With that, I just kind of allowed myself open to inspiration where you know I wrote them to 
the pilots on my planes. I wrote them to flight attendants, servers. Uh, I wrote them to the sanitation commissioner in my city on behalf of my uh, trash man for doing an amazing job. I wrote them to neighbors who decorated their house for for Christmas. I, I mean, you name it, I probably wrote that type of person a thank you card. And most of it was for that challenge. And I know you are a big believer in this, in the concept of positive psychology is, is that what you focus on, you experience more of in your life. And if a challenge somebody had was to look for five good things every single day, and not just to notice it, but to acknowledge it, to acknowledge another human being and point out and highlight the impact and the benefit that they're having in the world or in your life. Those are going to have very positive ramifications uh, in your life throughout the year. I love that. And so obviously, you know, you you're said that you were writing these two pilots and servers. So you're, you're walking around during your day with, with a pen and thank you notes on you probably at all times, I presume. Even still today, I've got my computer bag and I've got a specific pouch just for my thank you cards and my stamps. <laughs> That's, that is awesome. So let's flash forward a little bit because, you know, I know you said that you're writing your, your coaches and you were writing clients and mentors and, and people that have brought so much value into your life. So I want to ask two questions. So what was it like getting the feedback from them? But also, as you started providing these notes to total strangers, what was that experience like? So in writing notes to people that I had a connection with, and whether it be a family member, a friend, or, or someone you know, the interesting thing is that the closer the person was, Dr. Richard, the, the more challenging it was to write the card. And that goes especially with family. You know, I think that our family knows us the most. They know that our deepest, darkest secrets, they were there when we were a kid and we made all those mistakes. And so it, it was almost the most uncomfortable to write it to my family. Yet at the same time, there was this really powerful experience of having gotten to say what I need to say to somebody having gotten to express what there was for me to say with regards to, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you're in my life. And I, I, and I'm grateful that for these things that you did for me and in taking the time to write that to people and whether it be family or friends, what was really remarkable is something that I wrote about in my book called the YNK factor, which means you never know. And you never know where someone's at in their life when you give them a thank you card or you have an important conversation or you tell them, I love you or you thank them for something they did. And I remember specifically a, a friend reached out to me after he got my card in the mail and he's like, man, you have no idea how timely that was. You know, I was like in this super negative, just depressed state, you know, my business was suffering and, you know, my wife and I were having some struggles and we were expecting our first child. And he's like, I was just in like the worst state possible. And then I realized I have to go get the mail and then I open it up and I see your card and it took completely changed my day. And that response became a very regular thing for me. And hearing from somebody that, you know, the card came at the perfect time. And I can't time that. I don't know. I'm not like sitting here. Oh, you know, I think he's feeling depressed right now. And I'm going to write the card. You don't right. know that. It's just a matter of, you know, hey, th this is just an authentic expression of what I need to say. And I think that's what matters for people because the cards weren't and this is a distinction on the type of cards that I wrote because it wasn't just, hey, thank you for coming to you know, my birthday party and thank you for this gift that you gave me because I will use it all. Like That's how commonly we view thank you cards. So what I tried to do is more of an acknowledgement card. 
And this was an important lesson I learned in the concept of appreciation. The root word of appreciation is apretiare, which is Latin for to appraise or to set the value of a thing. And when you think of like if someone's going to sell a house or a piece of jewelry, they get an appraisal. They hire somebody to literally look at this item and declare its value. And how do they do that? They, they get curious. They ask lots of questions. Well, where was this? How long ago is this made? Uh, what's the condition of it right now? What has this been through? Uh, what does it look like? How is this compared to other things? And they go through this huge checklist to be able to establish a value. And when you think about how we interact with other human beings, how do we bring that same concept of an appraisal or appreciation to another human being? And when you think about it, the biggest complaints that parents have, you know, uh, husbands have about their wives or wives about their husbands and children about their parents and parents about their children and employees about their bosses and vice versa, the most common thing you hear when someone's like at the brink of leaving or separating or anything like that is, I just don't think they appreciate me. I don't feel they really appreciate what I do in this relationship or for this company. And that's a reason people want to leave because they don't feel valued because someone hasn't taken the time to really think and look at what's beautiful about this person. What are they going through? What are their struggles and challenges? So those are the types of things that I would write in a card. And you know, kind of to give you a specific example, I was boarding a plane. This is a day three of the Mr. Thank You Project. And I'm boarding a plane to fly from Los Angeles to Philadelphia at the time for something called the Front Row Dads Retreat, which is an entrepreneurial organization for fathers that I'm involved in where you know, we get together to learn how to become better husbands to our wives and fathers to our children. And I was boarding this plane and I was thinking, okay, who are my five people today? And as I boarded, I was like, you know, the pilots, I've never thanked the pilots on my plane. So I sat down and I pulled out a piece of paper and I thought, how do I thank somebody I've never met before? And so I started with that process that I just shared with you, which is asking the questions of curiosity about what must it be like to be this person? What are their goals? What do they care about? What are their biggest challenges? What are their greatest struggles? And I just thought, you know, well, number one, I I don't think people become pilots by accident. It was probably a goal of theirs for their life. You know, it's not like you work at Chili's for long enough and then eventually you become the store manager. You know, it's not like you work at baggage claim and suddenly you're flying the plane. It doesn't really work like that. So I, I thought like, okay, they must have wanted to do this for their life. This is a life goal. So I probably, so I wrote that down. Then I thought, you know, also when it comes to flying, you know, they deal with, you know, turbulence and weather and all sorts of stuff only to have people get annoyed and frustrated at them and it had nothing to do with them. So I wrote that in there. And then I thought, you know, when I fly, I'm always missing my family. Just the times that I fly and travel, that's their everyday life. So I wrote that in there as well. And I just acknowledged all of these pilots for what their life must be like and just thanked them for all that they sacrificed and what they did for their job and for us as the passengers. And I walked off the plane and I gave four of these thank you cards out because I had two flights, two pilots per flight. And what was crazy, Dr. Richard, is that within 24 hours, I received three, I received an email or a text message from three out of the four pilots thanking me for the thank you card they received. And one of them went on to say, you know, John, in my 12 years of flying a plane, I have never received a thank you card. Wow. And so for me, that really showed that, man, that's that's a pilot. That's someone with a very high profile, very significant job. And if they're not getting the love and appreciation that they need to be at their best, what about everybody else? So it really opened my eyes. That was just day three. That really opened my eyes of how impactful this project can be in the world. 
Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. So as you were moving through this over the course of 365 days, any particular stories of thank you note sharing stand out to you as you know, that were crazy or unexpected? Yeah, the, the, there, there's quite a few. There's some, there are some fun ones. There were some challenging ones. One that, I, I, that was really unique experience, which was kind of inside of the challenge of exploring my capacity to experience and express gratitude, which honestly, Dr. Richard looks like, when do I not want to be grateful? And how can I bring gratitude to this experience? So one of those was um, with regards to my university that I graduated from. So I went to Gonzaga University in Washington State, and we're a big basketball school. And I'm not much of a sports fan, but I really love our basketball team. And that season, that uh, during the, the Mr. Thank You Project, our team was actually ranked number one in the country. And during the March Madness NCAA tournament, we made it to the national championships. And this was an a huge deal for the entire school. And we've never been this far. And it was, it was pretty prolific. So we're in the national championship uh, versus the University of North Carolina. And we lose. And I hear people talk about getting depressed about their sports team losing. And I always think, ah, that's a crock. I don't, you know, I don't think people are really that upset. But I was, I was serious. I've never been depressed in my life, Dr. Richard, but I think if I've ever been close to it, it was that day. I was just sad and just angry and just, you know, I just was feeling all the feels. And I thought, and it was 9 p.m. and I still needed to write all of my thank you cards. And I was like, all right, well, great. The last thing I want to do is thank anybody right now. So then I thought, okay, well, you have this challenge, John. How do you bring gratitude to this experience? And when I thought about it, I thought, you know what? While we did lose the national championship, we made it further than any team in school history. This is the best team our school has ever experienced. You know what? I'm going to write a thank you card to every single player of the Gonzaga men's basketball team. And I sat down. I went on my computer. I looked up, every, I looked up everyone's names. I looked up all their stats. I went through all of their games for the whole season. I looked at games where they were huge key players, where they had you know, a, a, a ton of assists or a lot of points where they made a game winning shot or I looked up all these stats and I just wrote a thank you card really authentically and genuinely to every single one of the players, even the red shirts, the people who didn't play. I, I noted in their cards, you know, Hey, championship teams are not made uh, in the championship game. They're made in all the practices leading up to it. So thank you for everything you did to help our team become the champions that they are. And I wrote all of these cards and it was so remarkable, Dr. Richard, because literally in the moment that I decided that I was going to do this, all those experiences of depression and anger and frustration completely went away and they were replaced with joy and elation and just celebration because I got to, in that moment, write what was so great about every single player in that team. 
And I sent all these cards out and I wrote them to the coach of uh, the Gonzaga men's basketball team, Mark Few, been with the team for almost 20 years. And it was great. And I just, you know, I had the experience and then I moved on. And no joke, two months later, on all days was my birthday. And in the mail, my wife you know, brings it out and says, hey, you got a, a letter from the Gonzaga men's basketball team. And I was like, no freaking way. And I open it up and it's a handwritten card from the head coach, Mark Few, thanking me for all of the cards that I sent to the entire team and for the fanship and uh, of all the alumni and just how important, how much he appreciated and respected the time that I took doing that and how grateful he was to have me as an alumni. And it was like one of the most special cards that I ever received because I got a lot of cards written back to me in this project. But I, it's one of those things like you can't ask for that. You don't, I didn't do it to elicit a response. I just did it because I was committed to experiencing gratitude every day. And what was remarkable is how many things showed back up and how I learned that gratitude can really be a tool to move ourselves through challenging and emotional experiences to find the joy in often difficult times. I love that. And so certainly, I, I, I'm presuming you made it to 365. You, you did your five a day, right? I did. Okay. And so did you ever miss a day? Can I ask? I didn't. Uh, I did not. And here's how crazy it got. When you talk about having a habit embed deep into your psychology, about three or four months into the project, I was coming home from work and I was just beat, dead, tired. And I laid down on the couch and I put on some Netflix. It was like 8 p.m. I put on a show. And I was like, all right, I still hadn't written any of my cards. I laid, I laid down and I'd completely pass out. I just dead asleep, like intense dreaming. That's how far I was. And in my dream, out of nowhere, my wife comes up to me and she shakes my shoulders and she says, John, wake up. You have to finish your cards. And I wake up. My wife is nowhere to be found. She is dead asleep in, in her bed with the kid or in our bed with the kids. And I wake up and I look at the clock and it's 11.59 p.m. Like my psychology wouldn't let me miss a day. That's how crazy it got. So now they didn't have to be done by midnight. That is a distinction. They just needed to be done before I really went to bed. So I got up, I wrote all my cards and actually went back to sleep. But that's how crazy it was of of the uh, level of commitment that my my body took on. That is wild. And so I wanted to ask you, because the, the way you framed this in the beginning, you were a gratitude salesman that lacked gratitude. And then you go through this over the course of a year. Talk to us about what John was like, what you were like on the backside after having done this, not only personally, but how did it impact you in your business? It's a really interesting question, by the way, because you know sometimes I'm on I'm on specifically business podcasts, and they're like, "Well, what was the ROI? What was the return on investment for all this time and money?" Because it did cost me a couple thousand dollars to pull this project off. You know, stamps aren't free, thank you cards aren't free, so you know I had to pay for it, and then also time. You know, it took me an hour and a half every single day that I invested to do this project, um, which is kind of crazy, by the way, because when you scale out an hour and a half a day. Um, times 365 days, it's 547 hours. And if you divide that by a 24-hour day, that's that's 22 straight days of 24 hours in a row writing thank you cards. It's almost a month. So when you think about, if you were to do anything at a high level for that long, how would that impact your life? I mean, it would it would change you. You you can't get around that. So in just the the mere sake of having the tools of being able to 
flip the switch and work through emotional states very quickly. It doesn't mean that bad things didn't happen. It didn't mean that suddenly everyone was nice to John Israel. It did mean, though, that I was able to much more quickly move through emotional states. You know, one, for ex- one specific example was um, I had a really tough day out in the field meeting with clients and it just, it wasn't a great day. And, and I driving home into traffic and I was just like, oh, another thing. And then I come home and I got home a little early so I could finish my cards and then hopefully have a nice dinner with my family. Now, one thing I forgot to do was to tell my wife that I was coming home early. So as soon as I turn the key in the door, the dog starts barking and the dog barking wakes up one sleeping child, which then he starts screaming. And then that sleeping, that now screaming child wakes up the other one that my wife was about to put down for a nap who was almost asleep. So now we've got two screaming children, a barking dog, and then my wife burning holes in my head with laser beams coming out of her eyes. Like it was just this awesome experience. And now I have to go write thank you cards, right? It was just not, it was just the worst of all scenarios. So I walk up to my office and I sit down and I try to write my thank you cards. And honestly, Dr. Richard, I just couldn't do it. It's like, can you write someone an authentic thank you card and be in a negative state? It's hard. You know what I mean? How do you do that? If you can, but it's not going to come out well, it's like, oh, well, I'm glad somebody remembered my birthday. You know, like it's not going to come out the way that you want people to experience your appreciation. So the only thing that I felt I could do was lie down on the ground, close my eyes, and process the day. I allowed all the emotions to surface. I allowed myself to feel all the feelings I had. I laid there for about 10 minutes. Everything kind of calmed down. I grabbed my journal. I wrote a couple notes of what I was feeling, what I was thinking. And then I was fine. And then I wrote my cards extremely fast and just in the sake that it was, it came, it came out very easy. My gratitude, my love was able to emerge much more quickly once I was able to deal with the emotions that were in the way of it. And I think that's what's important is for people to realize that this isn't just masking negative emotions by pouring gratitude on top of it. Part of it is learning to deal with and process your emotions appropriately so that you can move through them to be in the state you need to be to be most effective at what's important in that moment. And for me, I needed to feel the pain. I needed to feel the anguish and be angry and not judge it, not criticize it, but just allow it to be and then move on. And that was a habit that became really powerful throughout the year. So in general, I was much more even keel with my emotions because I learned how to manage them better. And then uh, on the specifics with like relating to my business, this kind of blew me away. I, could, I didn't know this number until the year was over because then I could run the metrics. But every business has a cancellation ratio of you know if you sell 100 products or 100 orders, you'll have you know, 10 of them returned. So you have a 10% return rate. And I have that in my business. People have it in real estate. Universities have that when they, you know, they take on a thousand new students and only 500 actually show. Everybody has retention issues. So right now, or at that time in my business, my, my, ish, my return rate was about 5%, meaning 5% of anyone who bought something from me would return it for whatever reason. And at the end of that year, I ran those numbers again. And that percentage, which was already pretty low in my, for my company standards, dropped to 2.5%. Wow. So literally cut my cancellations and retention issues 50%, which at the end of the year actually made me about seven dollars to $8,000 additional that I earned purely from non-canceled business. And that was really remarkable because I just made it a commitment that every client who placed an order with me, I would immediately write them a thank you card and appreciate them for taking the time and the money that they invested and they can invest it anywhere. And, and thank you for choosing me to invest it with. 
and your clients are going to love the gifts that you purchased from me. And just saying that to every single person, I think, brought, brought humanity to the interactions. And it kept people loyal. And from that, I got a lot of people who bought, who purchased more multiple times throughout the year. But we had a huge drop in canceled business because we took the time to write a handwritten card to every client we purchased. Phenomenal. And I, I know we're getting close on time, but I want to spend just a couple of moments talking about your book. So, so share with us about your book and, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So the, the book uh, is called The Mr. Thank You Project. And that, uh, the title, by the way, was really interesting. I don't think I share with you how that came about. So I didn't really have much of a name for the project. I called it The Year of Thank You for Starters. And it, it, funny enough, it got picked up by the news. Someone saw me speak at a conference and I got interviewed for a really big online blog and, and then ABC News heard about it and then Fox News heard about it. And then I started getting interviews all over the place. And what was interesting is that out of nowhere, I got this random anonymous package sent to my house addressed to Mr. Thank You. And I opened it up and lo and behold, was a box of thank you cards and a note expressing appreciation for what I was doing and giving me encouragement to keep doing what I was up to. And so it kind of, and I had that name in my head. I thought like, oh, Mr. Thank You, that sounds like an interesting name. And it, it really was solidified when I got this random anonymous package in the mail. So it was very serendipitous. So the, the name became the Mr. Thank You Project. And really, after having shared the story with a lot of people, you know, I've, I've been told many times I get emails from uh, people from events or podcasts to say, oh, I love your project. And since I heard about it, I've committed to writing one thank you card every single day, where I wrote 30 to everyone in my family, or I started writing them to all my clients after I finished a sale. And I'm hearing all these great things. And I thought, wow, you know, this is awesome. And a friend shared, you know, John, you should find a way to track all the cards that you're inspiring around the world. And so we built out MrThankYou.com, which is basically our platform that, you know, anyone who hears about the project and who starts to write thank you cards as a part of their daily habit, you can go there and you can log your cards. And we keep track of all the cards that we inspire around the world. And people can be aligned with, you know, an organization that is committed to making gratitude a habit all across the world. So our mission is to inspire 74 million thank you cards written around the world. And that's effective. That's important because that's that number is 1% of the world's population. So that's our commitment is to that's our ripple is to inspire 74 million thank you cards. Now I say that because that that's what that's how the book exists. That's why the book exists. It's me sharing the story of what it was like for 365 days to write and express that much gratitude in my life. And there's a lot of stories and, and so many experiences that I, you know, you can't fit into a podcast that I wanted the world to know about it. So I spent six months after the project was over. I documented the whole experience and I put it in written form because, you know, that's just another way for people to stay connected or to get connected with the mission. And, you know, a lot, it's kind of funny because people say, you know, after you wrote all your thank you cards and you finished on October 9th of 2017, did you continue writing your cards? And my answer, I say, is surprising a lot of people, which I say is, no, I, I basically stopped writing five a day. And the reason was because I was working on one card, the most important card that I've ever written for my entire life, which is my book. And I really designed it to be something that shares a story, inspires people. And for someone who wants to give it as a gift, like, you know, and I'm, I'm a gift salesman. So I'm constantly trying to think of like, how do I provide products for my clients? I mean, ultimately, I designed this to be something that if you gave it to somebody, 
that their experience and level of gratitude will increase and your relationship will grow because of it. And so that's why I designed the book. It's to really further the mission out in the world. I love it. I love it. John, we're, we're at time and, and I wish we had more time to share some of those stories from the book. But as you know, I, I love to wrap up every episode by asking my guests, what is their biggest helping? And that is the single most important piece of information for somebody to walk away with after listening to today's episode. Yeah, that, that's a great question that I, I knew you were going to ask. So I thought of a, a really short story that will um, encompass that, which was actually at month two of the Mr. Thank You Project. Uh, I got a call from my best friend. And my best friend I grew up with in, in high school, and we'd known each other for years, and his parents were practically like my parents, and I saw them every day. And, and unfortunately, my friend was calling me to tell me that his father had passed away. It's not good news, right? I mean, you know, no one likes to hear that. What made it worse, though, Dr. Richard, was that on my desk, sitting in front of me while my friend had called me, was a thank you card that, that I had written to his dad, but had hmm. failed to send because I had gotten quote unquote, too busy. It, it was such a powerful experience. And while I'm not happy that it happened, I'm grateful to have had the experience early in the Mr. Thank You project because what I saw was, was an urgency, an urgency to let people know what they mean to me, an urgency to tell people how much they matter, an urgency to forgive people or to, or to ask for forgiveness, to heal relationships. Because at the end of someone's life, one of the most common things that is expressed as a regret is what wasn't said, conversations they wish they had, someone they wish they had forgiven, or what they wish they had expressed. And by making something like this project a habit, making gratitude a habit of, of sharing with people what you love and care about them, you don't get you don't have to have that regret at the end of your life because you've said everything that you need to say. And that's what people ask like what's the biggest takeaway in this experience for you? And I'm like, I, you know, I said it. I said what I needed to say to people. I don't I have no regrets on on any of my relationships because I I I got to complete them. And that is immeasurably valuable as far as the experience of being a human being fully self-expressed and moving forward with my goals and dreams because there's nothing that I feel that I needed to say to anyone else. Now it still evolves, but that's my lesson for people is, is to, if you can say thank you to somebody, then you should do it. Not tomorrow, but today. So powerful. Wow. John, thank you so much for sharing that story. And uh, I think you said the URL earlier, but just want to reiterate it. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can go to mrthankyou.com uh, to you know, stay connected. Um, also, if, if you're interested in, in doing a 30-day challenge, it's kind of a fun thing to do. Anyone can do something for 30 days. You can go to mrthankyou.com slash 30. The number is three zero. And oh, I've got a free PDF of how to have your own 30-day Mr. Thank You challenge. Wonderful. And, and for those of you in the car at the gym, no worries. We've got you covered. We will have links to everything that is John Israel and the Mr. Thank You Project at thedailyhelping.com, as well as in the Daily Helping app available on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. Well, John, speaking of expressing gratitude, thank you so much for being on the show. I absolutely loved this discussion. Hey, thanks for having me, Dr. Richard. And to 
each and every one of you at home, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps others find the podcast. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.